It's showtime. Hey, welcome to Did You Watch Survivor last night? This is the only Survivor podcast. My name is Jake Shadell. Each week, I'm my best friend, Thomas Powell. If you didn't need watch a certain reality show. Hey, Thomas, how you doing? Kind of powered through that middle part there. Sorry. Yeah. Are you ready for some big game? Ooh, yeah. What game are we playing today? Oh, uh, Survivor? Well, I'm not allowed to say, but it okay. is. it involves a pigskin, and it's pretty important and large if you catch mm. my drift it's pretty important and large a giant game of cornhole yeah exactly and it's gonna involve Big the city cornhole. of brotherly love and whatever kansas city is i don't know if it has a nickname oh the chiefs yeah i think that's their the chief the chief city the chief city yeah because people are smoking weed there all the time Chief Keef. Actually, he's from Chicago. Maybe you've heard of it. Yeah. Chi-Town. Yeah, they should call it Chief Town because there's so much fucking weed smoke in the air these days with all yeah, these dispensaries. That's right. You can't go anywhere without smelling that damn weed. So true. Like, I can't even get out of my recording studio uh, without smelling weed. What is that about? Yeah, Francis is smoking weed outside of the uh, <laughs> the closet. Francis is smoking weed inside the closet, I think, because I'm smelling weed literally right now. I don't even see Francis in this studio, but it smells like weed in here if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's She's smoking that good shit. It's 4.20 in the afternoon, and you can't tell me I'm wrong because you don't know when we recorded this. Yeah. What, are you spying on us? Why are you so are you obsessed with us? us? It's honestly kind of gross. It's like really sus that you're so obsessed. Um, I actually don't think it's cool of you to do that, and I think you should, uh, stop. Well, don't stop listening. Please leave us a five-star rating. I, I see I the number of downloads, and I see the number of reviews. A lot of you aren't reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, what's that all about? Or you are, and you're saying that we stink, which we don't, and I don't. really, I don't want to go over it again, but we've, we've told you what the deal is there. Oh, we, I do have new, I did get new body wash though. I do want to put that on the record. Ooh, can we please get an update on the soap? <laughs> this this is a body wash update. So I'm still getting still buying Dove. Dove is still my brand, but um, I was looking and they had like a bunch of other uh, very fancy body washes other than the regular blue one that I got. And so instead, I got like a it's like a green one. Let me see. I'm going to look up exactly what the... I don't want to... You're going to Google the body wash you bought? Excuse me. You're going to Bing the body wash you bought? I am going to Bing it. Uh, Talk about It is a cucumber and green tea uh, body wash. It's uh, refreshing and energizing, according to them. That's what you need in a body wash, too, because, you know, it's morning... Yeah, well, you know what, honestly, if I'm being 100% honest, I was like, that probably does smell pretty good, but my first thought was like, if it's got green tea in it, maybe some of the caffeine will go into my skin Smart. <laughs> it'll help me wake up. That's really smart. So, yeah, that's it's smart, and it's not stupid. If you say it's stupid, you're stupid. Yeah, agreed, 100%. I'll keep it 100 with you. Caffeine helps me get through the day. I've had three cups of coffee today. Can you hear it in my voice? Yeah, don't even talk to me. I, um... I went down and I got uh, before we started recording. I got a delicious. Uh, I'm just talking about all these brands that I'm that I'm working yeah. with now. Well, you're got, a hardcore uh, capitalist. It's been established. That's I look. I love my brands. Uh, I have a. <laughs> uh, I, I had a Nature Valley. It's like two little like biscuits 
and then uh, it's like a little sandwich and it's got um uh coconut butter in between them really good hmm. would highly recommend it and then i also made myself a little uh dubbo double a little dubbo little double <laughs> espresso uh <laughs> you know just a little italian flavor to the morning and uh yeah so i also love my caffeine uh, you know who also loves coconut, as you had the coconut milk granola bar or whatever the fuck? Oh, good remember, question. Do you remember those um, cereal bars that my grandma would have in her cupboard when we would go visit? Yes, they were like the, um, were they the ones that had the milk in the middle of them? Yeah, they had milk in the middle of them, and then they were just like, you know, Cinnamon Toast Crunch or Lucky Charms, and it was super yeah. dry except for the creamy sticky milk yeah which also wasn't really like it didn't really add any moisture to it because it was you know also dried it was just kind of sticky um i did like the cinnamon toast crunch ones though yeah i mean that's the original cinnamon challenge yeah well and it's you know it's because we know why kids like cinnamon toast crunch (laughs) holy shit thomas oh my god this is so we're on so many tangents but my dad came over a couple days ago and dropped off a bunch of books and CDs because, you know, they're old now and don't want things in their home. Uh, one of the CDs he gave me uh, was a burnt CD of oh, know on this, it. I know what this is going to be. What is it going to be? It's going to be Cinnamon Roll Pop-Tarts and Pringles. I think it is uh, because on it, it is written Killer Grannies. Which yep, was Killer our, Grannies was the name of our band. Was the name of our band when we were Oh, 12 or 13. Yeah, these um, chicks don't even know the name of my band. It's Killer Grannies. They, uh, I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm very excited to oh. revisit that because I thought that was Our prepubescent voices. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, speaking of your coconut milk that you love to lather up with your li- luscious lips. Sorry, I'm really into liberation now. Uh, you didn't need to make this sexual. <laughs> I didn't need to, but, you know, I've been watching a lot of Are You The One recently, and... (laughs) Yeah, it's on the brain. Hard to not. Um, Anyway, what I'm trying to say is they love to eat coconuts on Survivor. Thomas, did you watch Survivor Panama last night? Jake, I sure did. Um... And I really enjoyed it, but uh, I, I know that you're going to ambush me with a different segment. I'm not going to ambush you, Thomas. The first episode we watched this week was called Bamboozled. What do you think of that episode title? Uh, pretty good. Bamboozled is a fun word to say. Mm-hmm. 100%. Say it 10 times fast. I will not. Hey, you don't need to do that. Thank I you just... for the suggestion. <laughs> It's just fun to think about. It's one of yeah. those words that's fun to say and fun to think about. It would be really funny uh, as a bit to be like, it's just one of those words, bamboozle is just one of those words that I, you know, it's like you read it all the time, but you never say it. Like, I just don't know how to pronounce it. Bamboozled. I've just read it in too many books. I've never had to say it. Uh, did you, you, you've seen Citizen Kane, right? Uh, Yes. So you know at the end, Rosebud is actually his bamboo slade. <laughs> bamboo sled, excuse me. All right, yeah. That joke would have Good. worked better if I had pronounced it right. I knew, I knew what you were doing there. You got the intended groan out of me. 
Oh, Thomas, we love movies here, uh, such as Star Wars. This episode first aired on the Star Wars Day, May the 4th, 2006. How old would you have been May the 4th, 2006? Um, sorry, I've just, my, my head is just a wall of May the 4th be with you. I don't oh, know. Tell me about it. Have you ever it. heard anyone say that before? It's actually it's just, really clever. It's really funny and clever, and I love it. I love uh, the anyway, big hotel that's $800 a minute and Disney World that you can stay at with no windows. Star Wars is cool only, and good. <laughs> there's actually no ventilation and you suffocate to death, but while you're suffocating everyone <laughs> in there, just keep saying, may the fourth be with you to you. <laughs> People pay millions of dollars to die this way. They're all booked up for the fourth, but then they're all open on May 5th. It's so weird. It must be a Cinco de Mayo thing. Yeah, if you want to be with... Uh, the force that's where you go or sorry excuse me with the fourth uh yeah so yeah okay i i would have been uh 14 years old i would have been 15 years old what about this cody rhodes in a star wars movie and the fourth is with him get it because he is uh because he's a little bit of a lisp he's a little bit of a lisp so and he says may the force be with you it kind of sounds like may the fourth be with you and i can make that joke because i actually did have a little bit of a lisp growing up and i'm still self-conscious about it so please don't call me out if I pronounce a TH instead of a S. I'm learning Spanish. I'm trying to go to Ibiza and Barcelona and Ibiza. You have to be with your people. I have to be with my people. I have to people. go there. That would be fun to be like, I have to move to, to Spain. <laughs> I have to move to Spain. I like the way they think over there. Uh, how many viewers do you think this episode received? Remember, last week received 17.09 million viewers. Still a lot of people for yeah, 2006. Yeah, that is a lot. I guess, I guess that was before streaming had really taken over. Uh, I'm going to say 17.15 million. Um, I like the math you're doing, but do it all the opposite way and... By less than one. Oh, does that make sense? Okay, so the you like the math I'm doing. Yep. But do it the opposite way by mm -hmm. less than one. I think so. Seventeen point oh five million. Seventeen point zero four million. One of uh, us is bad at math, or perhaps both of us. Uh, I went. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. No. 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 Tell me. Tell me how my uh, clues didn't. <laughs> It didn't, I mean, if I had done it by the same amount, the opposite way, it would have been 17.03, so. Okay. Whatever. I don't give a shit. I'm just <laughs> yeah, trying to who help. Cares? <laughs> this is what I get for being helpful. <laughs> <laughs> so Shane demands an explanation, and Sari gives him some story about, uh, I don't know, how the vote went, voting out. Courtney, last time we could say it. Shane was pretty Orkney about Courtney. And oh. that, similar to Bamboo's Lead, that's very fun to say. It's fun to say, and I'm just sad that we can't say it anymore. It's impossible. Uh, Suri agrees they'll take out Danielle next if Terry wins the next immunity challenge, and you know he will. It's all Terry does. Yeah, Terry can't not win. He's addicted to winning. <laughs> At the reward challenge, there's an obstacle challenge with elements of previous challenges with one person being eliminated each round. This is good. I like these obstacle courses. 
Yeah, and this one, uh, it was it featured like little bits of other challenges that they'd done. Yeah, that's how to do it. That's we, fun. I we, like that. If you're gonna if you're gonna do an obstacle course thing, I think being a little more creative goes a long way. Yeah. Wow. Can you imagine producing a television program? It helps to be creative. I don't mm. think that's true. I think what people really want is uh, the same thing over and over again. Hey, The Price is Right has been going strong for 40 years, 50 years, 60 years. Yeah, people want consistency, which yeah. is why uh, they almost murdered Drew Carey when yeah. he took over that show. <laughs> so the winner of this challenge gets to uh, allocate love, as Jeff Probst says. I'm glad that you brought this up. <laughs> What, what, what the fuck of, was he talking about? What do you think of that phrasing there from Jeffrey? <laughs> <laughs> the, there are every so often, uh, it makes a little more sense for Jeff when he's not trying to be everyone's friend for him to be like kind of a, a weird alien man. It's more so, like, interesting. This fit this era of him a little bit more, but like when he does it now where he's like, I'm your best friend, Jeff Probst, who wants yeah. to allocate love? It's like a little more off putting. Yeah. Uh, they have to dig for a bag and untie a snake and then a fish. Uh, comes down to Aris and Terry through a wooden tunnel and towers. And would you believe it? Terry has won again. Uh, and then Jeff brings out the loved ones. I think this was a cool way to do it. Bringing out the loved ones I, after the challenge. Yeah, I do too. I think... You know, l let people focus and then they can have their big emotional moment after that. I yeah. don't want to gloss over, the, uh, by the way, the the fact that um, uh, they had to carry a fish through like an obstacle course, which I really liked. The yeah, image of that was very funny. It was good. I, I did have the thought at the beginning of the challenge. What if somebody drops the fish through that tower in the sky and then that's exactly what Aris did at the end. That gave Terry the win. It was yep. very satisfying. There's no me, winning the after you've dropped the fish. That is so well said, Thomas. I'm so happy you said that. I'm going to put uh, that on my tombstone. You know what they're going to put on my tombstone? Uh, pepperoni and extra cheese. Uh, actually died of diabetes complications. Thanks a lot, though. Ah, of um, course. Can't believe you would make a joke at my passing. No, I'm so sorry. I hope very, you do some bits at my funeral, Thomas. Me. Will you do some bits at my funeral, like some good jokes? Do some stand-up? <laughs> yeah, I'll go do, do a tight five. I'll, show I'll, you do some, I'll do some prop comedy. <laughs> I'll show you where uh, I keep all the index cards from when I was uh, better at keeping notes for stand-up comedy. And you can decide which ones are the best. And Won't need them. I'm them. just going to smash a watermelon. Ooh, that's a good idea. Smash it on... Oh my god, this is, well, this is what we're going to do. Do you think that someone smashed a watermelon at Gallagher's funeral? That had to have happened, right? I hope so. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to get me a coffin. Close coffin ceremony. Do they call it a ceremony? The wake? Uh, I mean, I guess. Whatever. It's going to stay closed. Closed casket, funeral. And then... You're going to come up and do your bits, do the your tight five or ten. You know, yeah, if the crowd's really news. loving it, maybe 15 or 20. It's really up to you. <laughs> yeah, it's your time I'm going, now. I'm doing a full hour, and there's going to be a camera crew there. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> then 
this is the this is the final bit. You'd say, well, you know, Jake loved comedy. Gallagher was one of his favorites. You open the casket, and then everybody's like, oh, that's right. Jake wanted to be cremated. And in the place of my head, where the head would be in the casket, it's a big watermelon, and you smash it with a big hammer. I love this. It's worth it, right? Yeah. It's worth paying several thousand dollars. Can you like, go ahead and dollars? just like die already so that we can do this? I'm really excited, and I'm I want to do it while it's fresh in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so Terry's wife, Trish, comes out. Aris's mom, Teresa, comes out. Danielle's mom, Denise, comes out. Suri's husband, HB, comes out. And then Shane's son, the groovy boy himself, Austin, Austin Powers. Powers, comes out. He comes out, and he says, do I make you borny? <laughs> And he is wearing a homemade Boston or Bust t-shirt. I have so many questions about that. Yeah, really, all of this. So is, he, is Shane, Shane must be from Boston, right? I, I hope so. Otherwise, I have no idea why he would choose that name. Because otherwise, he just loves Boston for whatever reason. Well, he's his son. He's actually more like a brother. That's why he loves him. He loves Boston. I named my son after my two favorite things, the city of Boston and Austin Powers. <laughs> uh, it says he's from L.A. on the wiki. Maybe. Oh, oh, excuse me. He was born and raised in Omaha, Nebraska. This is raising so many more questions than it answers. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why Boston? Why okay. did you name your kid Boston? Maybe he lost a bet with like a Celtics fan friend. Uh, Powers currently resides in Los Angeles under the watchful eye of his son, Boston. His birth date is November 28th, 1970. Clearly not Boston. That's poorly written. Survivor Maybe he's a big Wiki. Larry Bird fan. I don't know. Yeah, because there is, um, uh, you know, uh, the the other Isaiah Thomas, the one that played for the Celtics and is like 5'9". The new one? Yeah, the most recent Isaiah Thomas that was in the yeah. NBA. The one who's not uh, managing the Suns now or whatever? Yeah, his his uh, his dad uh, was a uh, Lakers fan, and he named his kid Isaiah because he lost a bet with a Pistons mm. fan friend. And it's That's like, right. well, you have to name your kid Isaiah Thomas. I forgot about that. That's so great. Um, we have a lot of um, walls here. Ooh, what a start to a story. Uh, but we're always looking for more, like, wall art and wall decor. And Ariel was looking at some pieces yesterday on, you know, Etsy or whatever. She goes, is Larry Bird good? Goes, yeah. Yeah, he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. She goes, oh, okay. She just found, like, a cool poster she liked of him. It's like, yeah, we should absolutely get that. I yeah, love, we'll get that I love Larry, Larry Bird. Poster. <laughs> Um, Larry Bird, one of the best trash talkers of all time. Yeah. Um, no Groucho. Yeah, Oscar no Groucho. The Grouch. No Oscar the Grouch. No Groucho. No. <laughs> Groucho or bust, more like Cam it. Cam Thomas was actually just fined by the NBA for saying no Groucho in a oh. uh, post-game interview. You can't. They don't let you say that anymore. Uh, so two people get an overnight stay at a spa with their loved one. That's very nice. One person gets to come back to camp. One person gets to hug their loved one. And one person gets to look at their loved one from afar. I love that you, the, one of the, the second to last prize is you get one hug. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Enjoy it. <laughs> we only budgeted for this much love. What do you think this is? Are you the one? Okay, that's enough. Um, Aris gets to hug his mom. HB gets to come back to camp. Shane and Boston get to go on the overnight stay with Terrence and his wife. It's not Terrence. Terry. Sorry. Are you the one has been on the mind a lot recently? I thought that it seemed like a no brainer because Jeff (laughs) very specifically was like, there's going to be separate bedrooms. You will get some alone time. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows what he meant by that. I understood why Terry made this decision, though. When you really think about it, like, yes, 100 percent. You want to sleep with your partner at a spa. That sounds great after a month of not seeing them. Uh, But also, if if he didn't pick Shane in Boston, that means Shane and Boston either need to go back to camp uh, where, you know, Shane is erratic and Boston is a child. He's not going to be able to, like, you know, subsist for himself uh, in the way HB could figure out. Uh, or Boston and Shane don't even get to hug or they get to hug at the very most. You could give them a hug or not. They could be in the hug position or not at all. And Shane is mad that he doesn't get to hang out with his son. I fully support Terry's decision here. I think I would have gone. uh, I think I would have gone. Suri and HB go to the uh, spa resort thing. Uh, Shane and Boston go back to camp and then same deal with, with the moms. Moms are, moms are in, uh, moms are last. (laughs) As we all know, moms come last. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, they, they, they get to bring up the rear and fourth and fifth place. I think that there's something you could do with Shane being like, one, I don't think Shane's going to behave erratically in camp. I think everybody is going to be on their best behavior. And two, you could be like, this is what your dad's been doing. This is how I've been living like that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I think it all worked out fine. Cause I think we got some really fun moments out of, uh, Suri and HB going back to the, uh, the camp, but it just was so funny that Jeff very specifically was like, Separate bedrooms, huh? And <laughs> Terry's just like, yep, and one of them's going to be occupied a da- by a dad and his son. <laughs> hey, I've stayed in hotel rooms with my dad before. Nothing weird about yeah, it. No, this I wasn't implying anything. I'm just saying I thought mm-hmm. it was funny that he was just like, get ready. Jeff was like, get ready for a fuck fest. We have two separate rooms. <laughs> Terry is like, nope. So at Exile Island, Danielle is pissed at Terry, but spitefully excited she doesn't have to share her coconut with anyone else. I think he should have allowed one loved one to come to Exile Island. That would be really funny to have to go to Exile. Like you're going to go see the, you know, whoever you're related or friends with uh, play Survivor. And it's like, well, we get to go hang out on a deserted island together. And for do night. nothing. <laughs> I think it would be good. I would like to see it. Um, Coconut, what's your opinion? A fan. I'm a fan of it. I was just talking about how much I like that coconut butter uh, Nature Valley thing. I don't care for the flavor. I once got a German chocolate cake thinking it was like a darker, oh. heavier Chocolate, you know, like a, like yeah, a devil's food, which kinda. would be a worse cake. I want to put that on the record. Boo, it would be disagree. worse. 
German uh, chocolate cake is delicious. Did you know that German jo- chocolate cake is not German? Yeah, I didn't. I, I'm not surprised to hear that because I don't think Germany has coconuts growing. Do you know why it's called German chocolate cake? Uh, because Germans enslaved coconut growers, I'm assuming. No, it's actually much funnier than that. Uh, I can't imagine. That's the funniest thing in the world. It's, bu- it's much more, but it is a benign reason and not like a, a sad one. It's um, It was originally called German's chocolate cake because it was created by a man named Sam German. That's good. That's very good, actually. Um, and it uh, originates from Texas. Oh, okay. I'll accept that. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> anyway, oh, you yeah. were saying that you don't really like the flavor of coconut, which honestly is kind of surprising to me because I feel like most people don't like coconut because of the texture. Um, no, I just I feel like it doesn't really. I think it just doesn't pair well with anything in my mouth. Like I've tried it so many times uh, and I, I just can't. There's just something about it. I don't. It just doesn't it doesn't work with my mouth the same way. Like, you know, people have that cilantro gene that makes it taste like soap. It doesn't make it taste like soap. It's just like for whatever reason, it doesn't fit well with my taste buds. Yeah, yeah, that's you know that's fair. Uh, more for I, me then. That's what, that's what I always say in this yeah. situation. Your regular Danielle Lorenzo, I want to say. Yeah, I don't have to share with anybody. HB gets a tour of the camp from Suri, and it's very fun. Uh, Suri says that seeing the camp through his eyes made her realize that she has underestimated herself for 35 years. Very strong Suri episode, and that's yes. saying something because every episode is a strong Suri episode. Yeah, this was great. I mean, it, it really is one of those things. You, yeah, you do get a little more perspective because she's just been kind of. She's acclimated so well to her surroundings that, you yeah. know, sort of being able to take a step back and realize where she was when she came in. It's like, wow, I'm actually capable of a lot more than I thought I was. It's really neat. It's very inspiring. Yeah. Sari is uh, accurately portrayed by the audience, I think. Like, I never, she's never not been great. And Well, and like, everybody seems to agree. Like, Shane, uh, I, I can't remember if it's this tribal counselor or the next one where he was like, you know, like, People think I'm going to be easier to get out in the jury because if I have to go up against someone like Sari, who's an amazing person, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. a mother of three, that's going to be really hard for me. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Shane and his son, Boston Powers, the groobiest baby of all, uh, they're having a great time at this beautiful house. Very, very jealous um, of their beautiful stay in this beautiful house in Panama. You know, my uh, parents just went down to Tulum, Mexico this past Ooh. week. And my when my father was here, giving me books and CD-ROMs, um, showed me a bunch of pictures from Tulum. And it looked beautiful. And they stayed in a little hut in the jungle. Like it was, you know, they had sleeping arrangements that were covered. Uh, and a toilet that was covered. But then everything else was just outdoors. It looked really wow. cool. And there was, that and does sound cool. Early wildlife shots, a little cousin of a little capybara ran through their campsite at one point. Oh, so was, cool. It I love capybaras. A, it wasn't a capybara, but it was, you know, a similar kind of rodent, um, just smaller. Uh, also, you want to hear dad facts. Uh, my dad loves mispronouncing words. Like, he still says milk 
with an E. Uh, mm-hmm. He says especially, like I-C-K specially instead of especially. Uh, and I learned yesterday he pronounces capybara capyberry, which I think a lot of people probably <laughs> do. It's an easy mistake to make and fun to say yeah. either way. That's honestly, it's more fun to say that. I kept whenever I would talk about the capybara, I tried to specify like very hard hit the uh, second half of the word capybara didn't pick up on it. And I said, you know what? You're 60 some years old. You can have it. <laughs> Call him a capybara. Yeah, he's earned it. When you live that long, you've earned the right to mispronounce things. Yeah. Uh, Shane is happy he didn't quit because he gets to have this wonderful time with his son, Boston Powers. Uh, Terry's wife talks game with Shane. Loved this. You know, it's good to have a partner that supports you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. I just just thought of this. I'm sorry. I just as soon as... (laughs) Now all uh-huh. I can think of for some reason is is uh, the Boston makes me feel good part of uh, of Ghostbusters, but Boston makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, that's Shane. And Shane was born in 1970, so he's probably got uh, fond fond memories of. Maybe that's why he named his son Boston. He was loving the Ghostbusters movies and just misheard that lyric. It's like, oh, I heard sons make you feel really good. It's good to have a son. And Boston makes me feel good. <laughs> or maybe he was a big fan of the band Boston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was like, I wasn't talking about my son. I was, talk- I was just talking the- about the song more than a feeling. <laughs> maybe he's a big fan of the band Boston. Maybe that's why he named his son that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Terry and Trish, oh, excuse me, Shane and Boston have a nice time together, and then Terry and Trish also have a nice time together. Wink, wink, Jeffrey. Look, are you happy? Somebody fucked. That's right. You got your (laughs) fuck fast. Jeff sat outside the door and was like, yes, good. (laughs) They're doing it. Uh, Sari puts HB to work at camp while she and Aris rest. Loved it. Do you know what HB stands for? What does HB stand for? Husband. He does? I don't know. <laughs> I, w- I want to believe that's true. I did not look that up, but I choose to believe that. Uh, Terry and Shane return, and Terry tells them that he didn't sleep at all. Again, because Jeffrey was forcing them to fuck all night. <laughs> yeah, Je- anytime that they tried to go to bed, Jeff ran and turned the lights off. <laughs> or they have like they have like automatic lights that turn on mm-hmm. anytime they try and sleep. Like no, it's like the uh, the clapper, but instead of clapping, it's closing your eyes. It immediately turns all the lights on, and they immediately have to go back at it. <laughs> I think Jeff's cool. Yeah, Jeff's a regular guy. He's a regular guy, and he's cool. Uh, Aris is offended that Terry said wives are more important than moms. I, We've already established that moms come last. I mean, yeah. Aris needs to get on board. This was a stupid argument. Well, you know, they uh, have a hardcore rivalry. And the, mo- all of the rivalry stuff between them was very dumb. America's golden boy. Who's going to be it? Terry Dietz or Aris Dietz? Exactly. At the immunity challenge, they have to stand on a perch, pour water into... Uh, shoot and raise a flag. Uh, 
takes Shane a little longer to figure out the trick, and he goes, oh, that's never good. Uh, you know, in the way that he's, like, joking, uh, and Jeff just stares at him with his mouth agape, like he can't believe Shane is a real person. Like, w- Jeff, you cast him on this show. Yeah, you guys vetted him. You know he's a real person. Yeah. Uh, surprise, surprise, Terry wins again. What? He's got a... It's regular DJ Khaled over here featuring T-Pain. Yeah. With all of the, all he does is winning that he's doing. Yeah. Um, back at camp, Shane figures Danielle is next. But actually, it's Shane who is next. What do you think about that? Uh, you know, it seemed like the natural choice. Yeah. Uh, Danielle completely trusts Sari. Shane goes over the plan with Sari and asks, you're not fucking me, are you? And she assures him she is not. Um, then they go to tribal council. Terry says it's a tough call when you're put in a god position. Didn't need to say that, Terry. That's a... You don't, you don't want to compare yourself to, to God, you know? No, it's a... No- so normal when they the they had the the thirty rock uh, joke about Jack Donaghy once having claimed to be God that was them being like Jack's cool and normal yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Suri talks about her husband HB coming to camp. That's fun. Shane talks about how great it was to spend time with his son Boston Powers, and Aris says you gotta win peoples over. Hmm. What does that mean? Aris yeah, says you got to win people's over. You got to win people's over. I guess so. Uh, Shane says his integrity is 100% intact. That's good. Shane, we're proud of Shane. Shane's a good guy. Bring him back. Yeah, you know what? Shane has kept his word with basically everybody. So, oh, yeah, they're going to murder his boy. They're going to murder his boy if he turns on his back on somebody. Yeah. He's found a way to keep himself honest, and it's constantly putting his child's life in peril. He wasn't nervous when Boston showed up and, like, somebody was going to murder him. Like, Boston, you got to get out of here. I've made some deals you can't be a part of. Yeah, go. You shouldn't have come here. Uh, Danielle says, if you hear someone making moves behind your back, you've got to make a move first. Danielle, astute. Danielle used the argument that I think basically everyone should use, which is like, isn't the point of playing this game to make moves? Yeah. Big moves. Danielle, before uh, to uh, ahead of her time is the phrase. She invented big moves. Shane thinks everyone thinks that they can beat him. Yeah, this is when he, he mentions how Surya is going to be hard to beat. I completely understood why he uh, was trying to do that, but... To no avail. Shane gets voted out three to one to one. Although they didn't show the other vote. How about how about that for a final episode for our man Shane and his son Boston Powers? Uh, you know, I, he went out on a high note. I think it was nice that they uh, he got to have like a nice day with his son before getting voted out. Yeah, I think overall Shane as a character was a bold member. Oh, okay. 
And it the, took me a second to, to I wonder why you said that, but I get it now. And the fact that they're, you know, in a, another country, he's kind of a international man of mystery. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. The bi who bagged me. Uh, I, I did like that uh, when he got it out, he just went, I'm going to have a chocolate covered ice cream bar in one minute. Yeah. Very good, good sport. Good for you, man. Very good sport. Okay. So, the second episode we watched this week was called Call the Wambulance. How about that one? Great title. Great title. Was it better than our episode, though, from half a year ago? This is a segment is. called... Here it is. What do we call this segment? Title? Titles? <laughs> title time. I don't remember what it's called. I don't know if it has a specific title. For this segment So it's called Call the Wambulance Because um, it's The one I read Whatever Basically what I'm trying to say Is 350 was I guess you had to Apple B there Good stuff I like that one Do you recall Why we made this joke? Uh, I think it was because uh, That was probably the episode Where Applebee's Was uh, The sponsor Because I know you had picked them um, I want to say it was actually the last time we went over episode titles and okay. you didn't think one of my jokes was good. And and I, said, I guess you had to Applebee there. Yeah, Applebee's may have also been a part of the episode. Uh, th- I guess you had to Amber be there. Thank you. Uh, 351, the Finger 11th episode. Pretty Love good. it. Pretty good. Um, obviously, Finger 11 was the uh, Guatemala season. The 11th season. Survivor Guatemala. Survivor Guatemala. Uh, 352, Drake and Josh with three H's. <laughs> it's good. Think about that. Is one the implication is that Josh is Triple H? You know, good question. We were probably referencing heroes, healers, and hustlers, yeah. as we often do. Uh, I don't think that we reference a bad season more than that. <laughs> it's because there's no other bad season. Yeah, there's none. Of, yeah, it's the only bad season. I think that's the worst season we've been subjected to. It's certainly, yeah, it's the worst. Um, I was going to say it's certainly in the conversation, but I think it's uh, in a conversation see. by itself. Um, let's see. Let's just run through all of our Survivor seasons. Of course, we started with Cambodia. Second chances, good season. Koran, good season. Millennials versus Gen X, pretty good season. Game Changers. Oh, Game Changers was pretty bad too. Not that bad, though. Triple H, it's time to play the game, was bad. Ooh, Vendetta's the challenge. That was a bad year for yeah, content. Yeah, it was. Uh, Triple H at least had Sandra for most, for like half of the season. Triple H had Sandra? Or not Triple H, sorry, Game Changers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ghost Island, solid. Borneo, solid. Good. David versus Goliath, very good. Great. Um, Edge of Extinction, eh, uh, it was good until the end, and then it was very bad. Yeah, it was fine. I don't think it was as bad as Triple H. San Juan del Survivor, obviously no. great. Marquesas, Gabon, 41. Palau, 42. Guatemala, 43. And now Panama. I think all good seasons. Yeah, I think you're right. I all, think Triple H good, yeah. is probably our worst one, followed closely by Game Changers. Um, where were we? I think Edge of Extinction is worse than Game Changers. Hmm. 
the ending is so bad. It like ruined everything before. I honestly want to rewatch Edge of Extinction, knowing how it turns out, because I think watching it with a knowing eye might be more interesting. Okay, but. You know, it's not high on my priority list. Uh, we spoke a lot this week about how Jeffrey Probst was uh, trying to get that fuck fest on because he is, after all, as we said in episode 353, certified freak Jeff Probst. It's true. 354. Everybody loves Rafemond. That's a pretty good title. Yeah, because there was a guy named Rafe on the season we were watching, I yeah, think. there was. Um, and everybody loved him. Uh, 355, of course, was our simulated season Survivor 1 Wordle. Yep, love it. It's really good, actually. Uh, as my dad would say, 356 was the Capybara strategy. Yep. Correctly pronounced the Capybara strategy. Do you recall what the Capybara strategy is? I think very... Just be, like, chill and nice to hang out with. Yeah. Very well, uh, you know, titled by by you. As it's a real move, and it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, 357, Happy Island Wife, Happy Island Life. Who's that about? Um, that was, uh, of course, when uh, it was Jesse and uh, who was the, the, uh, His the island? It was Dwight, yeah, Dwight, yeah. yeah. Uh, 358, Gobble... <sighs> Gobbledy good shenanigans. Personally, <laughs> I don't that like this one. That was a thing one. that you said. That was a thing that you said, and then we kept saying it. You can't stop saying it, honestly. It's, yeah, gobbledy good shenanigans. It's fun to say. It's the opposite of bamboo's lead in that it's not fun to say or fun to think about. <laughs> 359 was House of Loyalty Respect. Big solid. Yeah. Uh, 360 was very big grimace energy. We remember who that one was about, of course, the future winner of Survivor 43. Uh, 361, you're going to like the weed you smoke, I guarantee it. Like the men's warehouse. Um, I love the men's warehouse, man. Why did we make that joke is the question. Uh, I think we were talking about weed advertisements. Mm, Very likely. Uh, 362, I think really solid. Sleeper hit. Uh, James Addiction. Yes, James Addiction. (laughs) James Addiction sounds like a sitcom character whose last name isn't revealed until like season seven. It would be that or it would be like a uh, it would be like a Sports Illustrated cover story about LeBron James. And it would be like LeBron James is addicted to winning championships. And the NBA has a James Addiction. Yeah, he's jonesing for another championship. He's jamesing for another championship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 363 was a day in the life of Jake's dangerous life. Um, here's the funny thing. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember what that was about. I don't remember this even a little bit. <laughs> but I did look at the date on, on that one, and it was about a month before I literally broke my leg. <laughs> yeah, so that was just, you had a feeling I things got, were about to get a little more precarious. You might say it's more than a feeling. Boston Powers. A Bay in the Bife of Bake's Dangerous Bife. (laughs) 364 was, of course, 69-day pre-merge. Great idea. I think very nice. Very good. 69-day pre-merge. What about it? Yeah, exactly. 365, the Eiffel 69 Challenge. I mean... Yep, pretty good. (laughs) 
what, what does that mean? <laughs> Never mind. I figured it out. It took about two seconds to think about. I figured it out. Um, 366, the Mike White Lotus. Solid. Yeah, it's an easy joke. Uh, feels like a TV Guide cover headline. Yes. Uh, yes, it does. Entertainment Weekly, maybe. I don't know if TV Guide is still a magazine. Uh, 367, all Pesci's are bandits. That's pretty good. Yeah, APAB. It's like, uh, you know, ACAB jokes are uh, Pache. Get it? Um, like Pesci? Okay. Uh, 368, something they used to be due. Hmm. So here's the thing. This is two... This is now two episode titles uh, in which I just mispronounced something I was trying to say, and you thought it was so funny I had to make it the episode title. Jake, yeah, Jake, who who picks episode titles? Just uh, to be clear here, I I do, but so he, I didn't make you do that. No, I. But here's the thing: uh, it's because nobody said anything else funny that entire episode, and half the episode is on you. So <laughs> that was a, that was a, all part of my plan. I was like, well. <laughs> Time to not be funny at all for the rest of the episode, so Jake has to pick that. Uh, 369 was not a 69 joke. It was instead, so no one told you farts were going to be this way. And if you think about 69 that's really gross. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't sending our best that day. Uh, 370 was Dane Cook Islands. Ah, Yes. What do you think of this episode title? Uh, you know. I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Fine. It's fine. Okay. Here, waiting for this next one. 371. Living La Mina Loca. You love oh, that shit. Oh, pretty good. Because that was that the shit. name of the one of the tribes. Yeah, that was the name of one of the tribes. That's right. Um, 372. I didn't... Uh, write down maybe because it was embarrassing. Could that be? Um, let me just log into our Podbean account and go back to that one. I'm trying to stall. Thomas, what'd you have for um, breakfast yesterday? You already told us today. Oh, I had a smoothie and an everything bagel and some coffee, and it was all very good. It's delicious. 372. Oh, of course. I can't believe I forgot this one. It's honestly. A strong contender for best of the season. Dick and balls and tits and ass and butthole. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm glad you looked that up. I did. Too. I am too. It was worth the wait. Uh, 373. Uh, you know we love inventing holidays on this show. Uh, this one is called April Squares Day. <laughs> ah, yes. I love April Squares Day. <laughs> the day in April where we all tell the truth and nothing but. and on 374 how to stop being polite and start throwing stones i think that's solid pretty good okay now of these 25 titles since uh i guess you have to apple be there to how to stop being polite and start throwing stones what do you think is number one i know my favorite i'm gonna look through the list again just to uh have a little refresher. They've all been so good, you know, it's hard to just... I Honestly, I do think this has been, like, our strongest outing of the 25. Yeah. There have been... Very few very few clunkers here. Oh, there have been times in the past we've done this where there's, like, a lull. 
for a month or so. It's like, we just weren't on it this month. But I think this week, nothing but hits. I'd be happy with any of them winning. Yeah, I think my favorites so far are you're going to like the weed you smoke, I guarantee it. <laughs> James Addiction. James Addiction is very good. Um, everybody Loves Rafemond. Everybody Loves Rafemond is solid. And... Uh, probably something they used to be due. I, that, I hate that one. Um, <laughs> what about you? What are your faves? My number three is um, James Addiction. Uh, number two. Uh, <laughs> House of Loyalty Respect. Okay. <laughs> it's just so fun to say. I'll put I'll put you're gonna like the weed you smoke. Yeah, I guarantee it at number four. I think. Okay. Um, but my number one is obviously worth the wait. It's dick and balls and tits and ass and butthole. <laughs> yeah, I, I will not be picking that one. Why not? It's so fucking good. <laughs> um, I also like the capybara strategy. It's not particularly funny, but I like it as a thing. Yeah, I think that'll be like a recurring. I, I thought the same thing. I was like, I don't think that this is like the funniest thing we've ever done, but I think it's going to be a thing that we reference as like, you know, a, a, an actual strategy going forward. Yeah, I, so I if you wanted to pick that based on that, I'd be fine with it. No, but I want to pick the funniest one. The funniest one. OK, so I think the two we agree on as being top tier are you're going to like the weed I, you smoke. I guarantee it. And James Addiction. I think we should pick James Addiction. I, I'm leaning towards that, too. I think we should probably pick James Addiction. James Addiction is really good. <laughs> Anytime that I see the words James Addiction, I just go, hmm, James Addiction. <laughs> All right. So this episode of Survivor first aired May 11th, 2007. The, the fourth has been with us for a week now. May the 11th be with you. <laughs> May the 11th be with you. May the 11th be with you. Excuse me. Uh, that's how we say it in Ibiza. How many viewers do you think this one received? Remember, last week got 17.04 million. I'm going to say 17.1. I like that you took out that zero. Try a a little bit harder, though. Okay, 17.2. 17.2 million. Hit the nail on the head. Good job. First try. Mm-hmm. Very impressive. Very me. impressive. Uh, at camp, Sari drops her torch in the dark and Terry trips over it. And uh, he comes after Sari, but then Aris defends her. What is this? What is this conversation? This was stupid. Yeah, this this was very stupid. <laughs> like, you're so close to the end. Who cares? It's also just like a thing that happened. Like, I, I don't understand why this needs to be a big thing. Yeah. Like, you just, just step over it. You're... 48 years old, as you love to talk about so much. Uh, Terry says he did not come here to make friends with 24-year-olds. Uh, uh, same. Would you be a friend with a 24-year-old at this point in your life, Thomas Powell? Sure. Okay, fair enough. Uh, they have to count... I don't think that's that weird. <laughs> they have to count items at six stations for this reward challenge. The number corresponds with a combination lock... Winner gets a tour of the Panama Canal on a yacht and a five-course meal. Seems great. 
I'm down. Let's yeah, do it. I'd go right now. Yeah. Just give me give me the call, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. Where are you at? Why don't why doesn't Jeff ever come to my door with a big balloon and two tickets to a yacht trip? Yeah, he's like, time to allocate some love. <laughs> Someone has allocated love to you. Sorry I couldn't come to your wedding, but I did hand deliver these tickets to a yacht party. It's my yacht. I'm Jeff Probst. Of you, course I own a yacht. You should definitely see if Jeff Probst will officiate your wedding. I looked up his and TJ Levin's address. Um, they're really not hard to find, actually. Uh, I thought it would Just be... Just <laughs> know, Jake can be at your house at any time. Um, so tread lightly. They both have very nice homes. Uh, TJ's is, you know, just a nice house in the middle of the desert with all of his dirt biking hills in the back. And that tracks. Jeff Probst's house is somewhere in Hollywood. Ooh. Uh, and I can't lean on this um, desk. Uh, Jeff Probst's house was owned by a famous person um, before he bought it. Uh, Gene Autry. He bought it from Gene Autry oh, in 2011. Oh, Gene Autry, okay. Um, yeah, so we'll be uh, sending a wedding invite to Mr. Gene Autry's house. Former house, I know. Okay, so Aris wins this challenge. Um, he Terry then pitches a fit, and Aris calls him out for being a sore loser and says he says disparaging remarks about women, which seemed odd, but then I was like... Why would he say that if it weren't true? That seems like such a weird thing to say. Well, I mean, I took the opposite tack, which is like he's just he's just making up shit about Terry because they're in a rivalry and he's trying to get yeah. one over on him. Rivalry is intense. Uh, he brings Suri on the reward with him because he thought he would have the most fun with Suri. And I can't blame him for that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That was pretty good. That's the exact reason to bring somebody on a reward. Uh, on the reward, they cheers and make fun of Terry. Good reward. Yes, I agree. Uh, Terry talks shit about Aris back over on Exile, and Terry talks about how he needs to act like a 46-year-old. Terry loves talking about how old everyone is. Wasn't there somebody yeah. else like this recently in the season we watched recently? Uh, maybe. I don't remember who, though. Yeah. Uh, Danielle is aligned with Terry now and says she is not here to make friends. So, actually, their hate of others has brought them together. I'm not here to make friends. I'm not here to make friends. Oh, my God. We should be friends. Yeah. Uh, they go through the canal on the reward and the locks at dusk, and Ars says it's his favorite time of the day. That's nice. It's nice to see people enjoying things. I agree. <laughs> uh, I like enjoying things. Why shouldn't other people? What do you enjoy the most? Of all things. That's a very tough question. Um, Think about it. What brings you the most joy? I'd probably say Boston content? makes me feel good. Mm. That's so wild that you would say that because I was literally just about to say Boston makes me feel good. Busting down the Chicago mayoral machine that is Lori Lightfoot's front door. 
That's a joke, of course. Please Isn't don't she like after. polling like third in mayoral primary voting right now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she's um, probably not going to win. Well, that's probably not true. Rich people like her, and um, she is the incumbent. And you know people love incumbents. It's true. I just I went to check the polls, and I just Googled, Lord, excuse me, I just banged Lori Lightfoot. That's not going to tell me. Chicago mayor polls. I'm looking this up for all of our Chicago listeners. Um, Garcia, Vallis, Lightfoot, top Chicago mayoral race poll. Oh, this is from four days ago. This is probably not accurate anymore. Um, we are going to be voting for, and by we, I mean progressive people are going to vote for a man named Brandon Johnson. Um, Mayor Lori Lightfoot's re-election battle is clouded in uncertainty. Her chances of beating either U.S. Rep. Jesus Chewy Garcia or former Chicago Public Schools CEO Paul Vallis in a runoff appearing slim and her prospects for even making it to April election are up in the air. What? Is she sick? She might die. She might die of embarrassment. Okay, so Sari uh, says that she's the closest with Aris and has been for 34 days. It's great. Great alliance. Like these two people. Uh, back at camp, Aris can't stop farting. Very funny. Yeah, just a little levity to the whole situation. Sari makes the fire while Aris is napping. This was great. I love. I loved seeing this for Sari. Does it make you nervous that we got a great Shane episode with his son Boston Powers, and now we're getting a great Sari episode? Yeah, a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. But then, I'll, then again, every episode is a great Sari episode. But this one especially is like, look at how far she's come. Yeah, that's true. I guess these last couple episodes have been an overarching. Plotline, okay. So with the immunity challenge, they have to dig to find puzzle pieces to a puzzle that will give them coordinates to the location of the next bag of puzzle pieces. So, I, I like this challenge, you know? Yeah, me too. It, it's simple enough, but there's a little fun component of you got to be smart. And that's what I always say. You got to be smart in challenges. Challenge smarter, not harder. Yeah, exactly. What about Tim Cook on the challenge? Or Tim even Apple. Survivor. Tim, thank you. What about Tim Apple on Survivor? Do you think he'd do well? I, I think it would be fun to see him come on, and he would have to pretend he was someone else because he would get voted off immediately. Yeah, he'd be otherwise. like, I'm actually a, a, a cook. Tim Banana. Yeah, I'm Tim Banana. I'm a cook. <laughs> I cook uh, apples. Uh, uh, I make pies. Uh, and uh, uh, Pastry chef. If I touch you, you'll die. Oh. Uh, so Aris wins this challenge. Uh, back at camp, Terry asks Aris for an apology about his mark about being disparaging towards women, and Aris happily apologizes. Rivalry. Dead. You know? They beef squash. Beef squash. My rivalry with Terry is over. Now Terry is my best friend. What if that's how it turned out? That would be pretty cool. Like the Sammy Zane Jey Uso storyline. Exactly. In the bloodline. Exactly like that. Um, you know, nobody's got a name of a wrestler, I think, um, on this show anymore. Um, but I'll just tell you, 
our boy Sami Zayn is facing Roman Reigns Saturday night for the championship. Pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, so Danielle and Suri wonder what the boys are talking about, and Suri says, probably about why they hate each other so much. As we already determined, though, beef squashed. They're best friends now. Yeah, just the opposite, actually, ladies. Yeah, boys uh, love to be friends. Yeah, that's right. Dudes rock. They figure it's going to be a tie vote, and they'll have to go making fire uh, to, you know, break the tie. Uh, Aris gives her the advice, hey, have fun while you do it. I love Aris. <laughs> yeah, Aris is, uh, Aris is a fun guy. <laughs> What is he, a fucking mushroom? Okay. The damn mushroom. Uh, Danielle is confident she'll win fire, but would rather have Terry's idol. Oh, what a surprise. You'd rather have the idol than a fucking fire-making challenge? Yeah, Kel surprise. Okay, well, before we get into this, uh... Um... Tribal Council, holy shit. There were just so many wildlife shots this week, I didn't see what the next segment was. Um, we do have to talk about the wildlife shots. We had cows and a parrot and various other animals over on the challenge rider dies. And then on Survivor, the main show, Singray, fish, octopus, birds, the golden frog, the uh, red crowned woodpecker, crabs, flies, owl, lizards, ducks, snake, and the monk's devil ray. Monk spelled M-U-N-K. I know you got excited that Tony Shalhoub owned this devil ray. But Sadly, no. It's unfortunately not named after him. Uh, it's also known as the Pygmy Deli Ray. Nope. The Pygmy Devil Ray. Smooth Tail Mobula Monk's Pygmy Devil Ray. I can't believe they don't use that one more often. Or the Manta de Monk. And that one is spelled like Monk, the detective. Private investigator? Monk was a PI, yeah. right? No, he, uh, yeah, he was a PI. He was a cop at one point, and then he had, like, a mental breakdown, and now he's a private investigator. Okay. We've all been there. Uh, it can be found on the coast of California down to Peru, three and a half feet wide. It has purplish-gray back with a white underside. Does not have a spine, so you can, like, really beat this guy up. Well, you can stick up for itself. Uh, the shrimps and other zooplankton, as well as schools of small fish, they are often the victims of the fishing industry, especially the young. So where do you think they rank on the IUCN red list? Uh, I'm going to say uh, threatened. Uh, the categories are, I think that you are referring to are NT, which stands for near threatened, and VU, which is, of course, very upset about how close to extinction they are. <laughs> I'm going to say near threatened. They're actually VU, very upset about how close to extinction they are. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I guess technically I think that's vulnerable, but, you know, the joke you made one time was funnier. So I think you actually technically yeah, yeah. got it right, you know, synonyms and all that. Yeah, exactly. So at Jeff Probst's tribal council, he points out that there is one representative of each original tribe. I do love when this happens. I'm a sucker for one rep from each tribe, just like the House of Representatives. Yeah, if only our politics worked the same way as Survivor. 
where we get to vote out politicians after every three yeah. days. Aris says you got to have faith. George Michael, Bo Dallas, uh, John Locke. Got to believe. Uh, Terry says he's not worried. Jeff asks about Terry's idol. Sari talks about how proud of herself she is. And we all clapped for Sari. Danielle says she... You know what would be a... Sorry, yeah. you know what would be a fun... Uh, just now that I have it on the brain, you know what would be a fun simulated season to do? Please tell me. Survivor, man of science, man of faith. And that is where you separate... Sci- lost... Yeah, to- tribes with people that work in some sort of science industry and people of faith. Um, okay. Do we want to do lost characters again? No, it would be Survivor. It would be Survivor. Um, there aren't... I mean... Okay, yeah, no, I think that's, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, we'll do that in the, in the future. Of course, we do have our uh, Exile-inspired simulated season coming up. Um, that's true. Not, excuse me, not next week, but the week after. Um... But we'll talk about that more once we finish this travel council. Danielle says she's also become more outdoorsy person. Uh, okay. Uh, Terry says she's he. Terry says he's been able to prove himself, and he's a human who can make mistakes. Very inspiring words from Terry, our dad. Um, so, what do you think of this final four? Oh, the vote uh, ties you know, and I they think do a fire making challenge to be continued. I think that this is a. This is who the final four should be based on. Mm, mm-hmm. I think it maybe wouldn't have been Danielle. I think it maybe would have been Bruce if he hadn't gotten medevaced. But since he got medevaced, I think this makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. I I think you're right, though. I think this final four makes the most sense. Um, yeah, I mean, why would yeah, you, you? Taking out Shane when they did makes sense for this yeah. final four. Shane should not be. Shane should be. He was there as long as he should have been there, yeah. basically. That was the absolute maximum he should have been there. Maximum. The maximum. What is this, a damn YG album with all these bees? <laughs> so next week, we are covering the season finale of Survivor Panama, Exile Island. And I know we said uh, we wanted to watch the traders on the off week. But here's the thing. With the off week, we've already got that simulated season booked. uh, And I'm really excited about it. And we also need to discuss and make our predictions for Survivor 44. So that's going to take up a lot of space. So what if we watch the finale of Survivor Panama, Exile Island, next week, and also the first episode or however many of the traitors. I think that's fair. I think that's probably the better way to do it. That way we won't have three, three hour episodes in a in a row. What are we double threat? Yeah. Come on. The movie one I listen to sometimes blank check. No, we don't have total. We don't have totally effed up tease here. So Thomas, we're, you know, we're consuming so much content on the show these days. So I have to ask you real quick. Did you watch the challenge Rider Dies last night? I didn't. 
Is this the second part of the finale? Of three, yes, sir. Uh, they have to swim through a pond covered in algae, memorize a puzzle, and then run a mile and recreate that puzzle. Uh, Nani has hurt her knee somehow. They have to do another puzzle before they can go sleep. Devin and Tori are still handily in the lead. Jordan and Anissa finished before Banani, and they did uh, another run where they had to push a car. Then they had to eat a bunch of bread and pasta. Banani double-fist the pasta and take first place. And then everybody vomits a lot, and TJ laughs hard. TJ, future wedding guest, laughs hard. Uh, then he uh, brought out more bowls of ice cream for everybody to eat as well. So, pretty solid finale so far. Can't wait to see who wins. Yeah, sounds like it. It will, yeah, it will be interesting to see who will win. What's the name of the season? The Rider Dies? Yes. You've been paying attention. Um, great week for the challenge because they played a lot of really good music as well. This is called The Music Minute. And we'll start off with Step It Up by Stereo MCs. Do you know this song? I've probably heard it, but I don't know it off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure you've heard this one. Uh, it's by Balak Party. It's called Banquet. Oh, what a great song. And I think you also know this song. It's called Last Resort by Papa Roach. I am very familiar with Last Resort. What about the song Give Me More by Britney Spears? Yep, familiar with that. And how about Semi-Charmed Life with Third Eye Blind? Sure, yep. Okay, and here's where you have to guess. Uh, This song, I'm 100% sure you'll get this one. This song was released as the band's fifth single off of their second album on September 25th, 2006. How old would you have been September 25th, 2006? Jake, I would have been 15 years old. I, too, would have been 15 years old. Finally the same age in the mid-2000s. Um, you recall September 22nd, 2004 was when the plane crashed on the island, so they're probably getting off right about now. Um, this song peaked at number 38 on the Billboard Hot 100. Any guesses yet? It's the fifth single off of this album. Yes. 2006 what was a big what was a big album in 2006 Um, that's the real question i'll tell you here's another hint uh it was nominated for best short form video at the grammys in 2007 and it was going up against 8th of november by big and rich danny california by red hot chili peppers when you were young by the killers and writing on the walls by under oath and it won. Hmm. The video is very, very popular. Like one of the most popular videos in the history of music videos. And it takes place... It 2006. Entirely. It's like a dance routine that takes place entirely on treadmills. Oh, it's here. It's here. It goes again by OK Go. Indeed that was the fifth is. single. Yeah, <laughs> I was shocked. I thought for sure. It I'm was trying to. The OK, second. here's what the, here. I'm trying to remember off that album. Like, here's what I the other ones would have been. Um, 
what was the one that they did the original dance video a million to? ways because i was on that album yeah a million ways invincible um man what other singles would it? it's been a while since i've listened to that album i know um going back i think it is their least strong album um but i still like it yeah, Here It Goes Again is basically a car song and is very good. Okay, yeah. so yeah, looking at this album, I think it would be probably Invincible, Do What You Want, uh, It's a Disaster. No. Uh, a Million Ways. And then Here It Goes Again, I guess. Um, a Million Ways, yes. Uh, Do What You Want, you said, yes? Mm-hmm. Invincible, you said? Yes. And obviously here it goes again. Their third single though is Oh Lately It's So Quiet. Oh, okay. Um yes. Remember how this album ended with a 35 minute track of basically silence? Yes, I do remember that. Um hmm. The track was added to pad out the CD and thereby prevent their label from using the extra space to add DRM software, digital rights management, uh, which would limit transfer of the music from the CD. Hmm. So you can burn them. Kulash justified the inclusion of this track to to the label as an old love note recording sent from his girlfriend while he was away recording the album and that it would have to be included in its entirety as his artistic license. (laughs) I love this dude. He's so funny. That's pretty funny. Uh, He later reported that the label could have easily uncovered the truth that the track was a hasty addition because there were faint sounds of fireworks in the background of the recording, dating the recording to the 4th of July, just before it was submitted. (laughs) The name of the track is based on the distance between Malmo, Sweden, and Los Angeles, California, where Kulash and his girlfriend were respectively based during the production of the album. The the song is called 9,027 Kilometers. We're not talking about that song, though. We're talking about Here It Goes Again. Here It Goes Again, one of the best videos of all time. They did it all on treadmills. How did they do that? Crazy. I I love that people are still shocked by that. Yeah. I haven't watched that in a while. It might be time to go back and watch that. It's a good song, too. Yeah. Like, it really does sound like it could be a Cars song. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, they also did a, a really good video with a car. It was um, sponsored by some car dealership. I think Ford? Yeah, they made, like, a Rube Goldberg machine with the car, right? Yeah, it was really cool. I don't remember what that song was, but I do think it was really cool. They continued to put out interesting videos after that song and yeah they kind of had to they're in the kofi kingston position where it's like well you have to do something bigger this time right you're gonna do something you're gonna find some other like more complicated way to do this yeah i guess so (laughs) in their next video they're going to fall onto a chair and not get up oops uh okay so this is another segment it's called 808s and updates i'm not gonna ask you if you watched it because i assume you didn't they did a challenge where the men had to guess if the women are more attracted to brains or body. The best and worst performing men won the date. And the two couples got to ride Jeff skis. 
So that's a that's a point up for Are You the One over Survivor. Pretty cool. Uh, we love a Jeff Ski. Julia Ruth. You remember Julia Ruth, of course, right? Uh, yes, absolutely. How could I forget? Yeah. Uh, she and Brendan were voted into the truth booth. And guess what? They were confirmed to be a perfect match. Wow. Very exciting stuff. Because uh, they hooked up at night one and then were like, no. You remind me too much of my exes. Both of them said the same thing about each other. We have to see other people. So after being confirmed with a perfect match, Julia Ruth went back to Nathan, who she'd been vibing with, and she just wanted to say goodbye. And then Brendan caught them making out. So think about that. Uh, Brooke broke up with Leo because they're not a perfect match. And guess what Leo said? What did Leo say? He's falling in love with her. Oh, don't do this. was so pointless. This is my favorite thing that happens on this show. It's like, cool. That doesn't matter. <laughs> That's not the show. You're on the wrong show. Also, no, you aren't. At the matchup ceremony, Brendan announced that he and Julia Ruth have decided to just be friends despite being a perfect match. Very sad. Uh, multiple couples told Cammy that they haven't f- uh, had their first kiss yet, and she gets very annoyed. Um, so remember last week they got four beams. How many viewers, how many beams do you think they got this week? I'm going to say five beams. Uh, well, five of the beams were not lit, uh, because they only got two, uh, including, including the perfect match that is Brendan and Julia Ruth. Did they not... Um, that does yeah. Okay, so they just what are they doing? Do you, do do you want to see uh, who all sat together again? Uh, no. Okay. Um, Ariel and I went and watched the entire eighth, the queer season of Are You the One? Where of course eight oh eight and updates got its name because um, eight oh eight get it. I forgot that, but it came back to me when we started watching that season again. I'm playing the game Hi-Fi Rush right now, and there is a robot cat named 808 in it. Um, okay. I uh, do have a D&D game of sorts in yes. about 15 minutes. Um, right. we, can, we can hit the home stretch here. Oh, we can wrap oh up. but guess what? It was canceled. Somebody's not feeling well. And that person oh, is oops. running the game. So that's okay. We can do a little segment called Everyone's Favorite. Probst Pros. All right. Now, this one I was looking over. This is, of course, the book Laugh Out Loud Mammoth Mad Libs. This is a two-parter. Now, I am only going to give you the prompts for the second part because the first part has already been filled out. But then I will read you both. You follow? Let's do it. Um, the, the first thing I'm going to need from you, Thomas, is a noun. Okay. Um, chair. Share the person? No, like what, what you sit in. Oh. I'm glad I clarified because I thought you meant share Sonny's no, wife. You didn't say proper noun. Yeah. Well, some might say share isn't proper. The way that some of her music oh. makes people move. 
Um, could I get a plural noun followed by an adjective? Um, capybaries <clears throat> and cute. Yes, that's very good. And another adjective, please. Um, unpleasant. Unpleasant. Um, I will need a name of a male person and a name of a female person. Of course, this was written in 2002, so give me just, please, first two first names. Okay. You, it's just male person and female person? So it's first name, parentheses, male, first name, parentheses, female. I don't think... Oh, it's first name, okay, because I was going to say male man and male woman, <laughs> but uh, I'll give you some first names. Thank you. Um, We'll say... Honestly, Carl, Carl and okay. Angela. Okay. And we will need another adjective. Um, big. Who, who are we talking about? Tom Hanks. Uh, another, uh, another prompt is number. Give me a number, please. One hundred. Then how about a noun? Um, Helicopter. Mm. I was uh, playing Civ 6 last night um, until 2 a.m., and uh, I got attacked by it. That'll happen with that game. I got attacked by a helicopter and a few tanks, and they took one of my cities. Um, And I'm very mad about it because I was not prepared. Didn't realize we were in tank. What what kind of technology were you defending against that helicopter Um, with? I had uh, Tower Siege, which doesn't do anything. Um, (laughs) And uh, I had some knights that were off. uh, (laughs) Just getting shot to death. They were doing something else. Um, I, uh, I think I had some pikemen. That were uh, quickly demolished by the tanks. Just imagining them like thrusting up at the helicopter. Like, I can't reach it. Yeah. Uh, could I get a plural noun while I continue to talk about how this helicopter decimated my entire game? I mean, destroyed it, well, didn't decimate it. Decimated is the wrong yeah. word. Decimated is the wrong word for that because they reduced it. I need it a plural noun, not 10. a definition of decimate. <laughs> well, you got the definition, and I'll give you the plural noun. Um,. <laughs> I will say... And it needs to be an object, specifically. It needs to be an object. Yeah, I don't know okay. why I didn't say that. Uh, but, yeah. Footballs, in honor of the big game. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, and a noun? Shirt. Chirp, like a bird does? No, shirt. Shit. Sorry. I think... Um, Either my headphones or your headphones are not good at picking one another up. Okay. Um, can I get a last name of a person? Mm, Mahomes. Oh, in honor of the big game. In honor of the big game. And an adjective? Um, tactless. Oh, wow. That's a really good word. Uh, and a noun? Uh, 
we'll say tank in honor of the tank that killed your pikeman. Thank you. Um, now, the last two uh, don't have prompts under them. They're just blank. Um, so we're going to say animal. Give me an animal, please. Okay. Um, eagle. Oh, in honor of the big game. In honor of the big game. And a type of landmass. Okay. And try uh, to make it peninsula. funny as, as best you can. What did you say? A peninsula. Oh, okay. Like the funniest landmass, honestly. Okay. There's nothing funny. How dare you? <laughs> I live in Michigan. There's nothing There's funny nothing about funny peninsulas. nothing funny about... What I love, I, I, I think... Is my state a joke to you, Jake? I, uh, one of my favorite things in... I don't remember if we started watching or recording at this point or not, but one of my favorite things in Detroiters, which I've started watching, um, is how in their house they have, like, the wooden mitten that represents Michigan hanging in their kitchen window. <laughs> it's like, yeah. how many houses have I seen that have that exact thing? The Michigan stuff in that is so on point. Yeah. Oh, man, it's such a great show. Okay, speaking of viewing habits, this Mad Lib, a laugh-out-loud mammoth Mad Lib, you might call it, is called Viewing Tips Part 1. Now, Part one was filled out by somebody else whose handwriting I do not recognize. And we are going to have to update uh, one of the prompts because um, a, a person has changed their name since then. Okay. Oh, my God. This is perfect. Everybody loves Tom. Tonight, we learn what happens to an overrated husband when he forgets it's his anniversary and invites his buddies over to the house for an all-night Elliot Page. Hmm. That was... Mm. That's... An all-night poker Elliot Page. That's not Juno better. must have come out right around yeah. then. Uh, Monday Night Pancreas Ball. <coughs> Monday Night Pancreas Ball. The New York City's in Alaska, play the St. Louis Colors in a game that will decide who goes to the Religious Bowl in honor of the big game. Okay, and then we've got 60 Mormons investigates the childlike practice of a laundering counterfeit priests that lo through loud banks in the Sarah Islands. Yeah, okay, so Juno definitely just came out. Okay. Uh, state... Of the vacuum speech, the president is scheduled to deliver his bitchy address before a curly session of Congress telecast from the House of Matchmakers. That's fucking Are You the One if I've ever heard it. Wow. Crazy. House of Matchmakers. Yep. That's what Are You the One should be called. Uh, viewing Tips Part 2. Now, this is where you took over. Let's see if this is any better. Okay. Law and Chair. The district attorney believes the sentences handed out to two capybaras are cute. She convinces the unpleasant judge to change his verdict. That sounds nice. Yeah, that sounds like a cool show. Carl and Angela, living on a big budget, our couple agree to limit spending on anniversary gifts to no more than $100. She keeps her helicopter and gives him a pair of wooden footballs. 
he spends a fortune on a gold shirt. <laughs> sounds <laughs> that great. honestly sounds like a really good show. <laughs> this sounds like a show with two Sims. Yeah. This sounds like something two Sims would do. <laughs> Uh, the Masterpiece Theater, Robinson Mahomes, the tactless story of a shipwrecked tank who befriends a native eagle on a desert peninsula. I would watch that show, too. That sounds good. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Um, okay, well, that was viewing parts, viewing tips part one and two. Which do you think was better? Oh, part two. Mine or the part other Part two, one? 100%. Yeah, obviously. Like, the prompts were actually answered correctly. Um, it, we got uh, three solid shows out of it. Yeah, I can't wait to watch Lawn Chair. Um, which is also kind of a pun on Lawn Chair. Yeah, I think that's what you were going for, was it not? Yes, exactly. Monday Night Pancreas doesn't make any sense. Sixty Mormons. Sixty Mormons sounds interesting, actually. Yeah, I would watch a show called Sixty Mormons. It's about oh, priests um, are laundering money. That's solid. Um, everybody loves Tom. Uh, your boys are coming over to watch an Elliot Page movie and play poker. Yeah, sounds like sounds like fun to yeah. me. All right, solid. <laughs> All right, so that's a good one. Next week, of course, we will be finishing the Survivor Mad Libs. We've been waiting a long time for this one. It's Soul Survivor. So tune in next week for that one. Who do you think is going to be the Soul Survivor of Survivor Panama? I'm going to say it's going to be Terry. Mm. Who do you think will take second place? I'm going to say Danielle will take second place. Who shall take third? Or wait, no, sorry. It can't be Daniel. Danielle's doing the fire making with uh, uh, Sari, and I think Sari wins that. So I will say Aris takes second place. So third goes to Sari then? Yes. And fourth is Danielle? Correct. Well, tune in next week to find out. Uh, Thomas, what is your Twitter in the meantime, if people want more Tom Tent? That's the content from Tom. Yeah, you can follow me at Tom Not Tom. Tom Tent, what is... Everybody loves Tom Not Tom. Tom, Tom here's this a joke. Tom Tent, what is this, an OnlyFans account? Oh. Uh, you know, like the pitch a tent joke people used to make in like middle school when you didn't know how to yeah. control boners? <laughs> Okay, you could or like the uh, the first episode of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm is called the Pants Tent because mm. uh, Richard Lewis's girlfriend thinks that Larry had a boner. That's funny. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at dywsln. It's of course the initials of the show, or on Instagram at the Only Survivor Podcast. That's the description. Uh, we have a few shows on Patreon, which I don't think we've talked about any of them this week. Thomas, do you want to shout one of our shows out at Patreon.com/slash Just Podcasts? Sure, what about Just Cena? Just Cena. You know, the uh, it's WrestleMania season, and that's exciting. Um, and Just Cena is going to be there. Well, it's not going to be Just Cena. It's going to be a lot of people. Um, if you want to hear more about Just Cena, I love that we have Just Cena, and then we also have DYWLWW. What is it? Whatever it is. Well, th- we can't talk about John Cena on that We won't one. talk about you John Cena You have to subscribe to Just Cena. Because he's like, he's not really wrestling full time anymore. But he is still, you know, a big deal in the news, pop culture. Uh, yeah, did you see him wearing like a, 
uh, some thigh highs or whatever. Yeah. He's wearing like some heels with some stockings. Saw, That's something we would talk about the, on that show if people subscribe I'll to it. I'll just give a sneak peek. Uh, somebody commented, what is John Cena doing? Why is he wearing this? And I just said, uh, because he's hot. That's why. That you don't need more. Look, if you haven't seen it, look up John Cena in thigh highs and a skirt. He's going to be on the next queer season of Are You One if he doesn't stop. Um, okay, so that's just Cena. We have a few other, um, a few other shows. Okay, sorry. I had other things open. I was looking at Joey Tribbiani's face on our Patreon, so I was distracted. Thomas, do you want to thank the fans for listening? Uh, uh, thank you, listeners. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm going to check our reviews real quick. Will you give the people the boilerplate review? We did shit on them earlier for not reviewing, so it would only be polite for you to give the review for them to write. Okay. This is my favorite podcast. I like it better than all the other podcasts. I give it a big thumbs up. Spotify is corrupt, but if I could leave a review, I would say I look forward to seeing this in my Spotify wrapped. And you have to put that pause in there, too. Yeah. (laughs) You have to do a full paragraph break. (laughs) All right. Well, um, looks like since we uh, made rude to our customers, (laughs) our listeners... Yeah, they're not customers. They could be, but they could they be aren't. if they went to justpodcast.com slash Patreon or whatever the fuck the URL is for that. Um, but they haven't done that either. Only a few of them have given us reviews on Apple Podcasts, but a few more could too this week. And we'll read them next week. Uh, but until then, I'll tell you after, since it's been over 40 degrees this week, have a great summer. Deuces. I was awakened in the middle of the night. Thought I heard you call in my name. Like a shot for shot remake of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but just with commercials. So it's like, you know, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, when he's falling out of that building and uh, Bugs Bunny is also falling and is like, yeah. hey, what's up, Doc? And talks to him or whatever. It would just be the ge- it would be the, the Geico Gecko instead. And he would say all the same things. Yeah. Who are the like two competing spokes characters? Who are like the Daffy Duck and Donald Duck of, you know, there's that one scene where they're like playing piano against each other or whatever. Yeah. Through the sky. It's Probably the Gecko and uh, Flo. The Gecko and Flo. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're both insurance magnates. Or, yeah, it would be like. And the, the, and the uh, Avengers, the, the, the Flo's friends are like Avengers. They're like the Avengers. And then also, um. Yeah, I mean, you could just do insurance companies with this, because... Uh, I mean, cause, tell me about it. Jake from State uh, Farm. Yeah. The Jake other from Jake State from State Farm. Farm. They're uh, already they doing the metaverse Dennis, Dennis Duffy from Jakes. 30 Rock could be there. Yeah. Mischief, or whatever his name is. May- mayhem. Whatever. They know I don't care. They know I won't remember. It's the guy from 30 Rock. He's bad now. He was I will bad say on 30 those, Rock. This is those commercials, there. I think, are like the most acceptable commercials on TV. I'm never mad to have watched one. I don't really remember any of them specifically, but it's just like, yeah, I get it. That was a decent commercial. And then I move on with my life. Uh, you know what my favorite ads are on TV? To be clear, I don't think I didn't say favorite. I just said that they're the most ex- like of the recurring ads. I think they are the least annoying to me. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, you know what my favorite ads on TV are, though? What? The ones for the big game. 
Yeah, I love that. It's the big game. Yeah. The CBS. Sunday. The big game. <laughs> what, what's going to be there? Maybe you've heard of it. We're not allowed to say. The Charmin ass wiping bears might make an appearance. Speaking yeah, they're going to be dancing with Rihanna at the halftime show. What if? That's the dream. Flossing with some toilet paper. <laughs> Get ready for a fuck fest. Ah.